Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Dr. Bo. Dr. Sewell. How are you? I'm well. How are you doing? Good. This is a beautiful uh, morning. I know. It's like it feels spring absolutely here. spring. Mm-hmm. Right after uh, the time change, and mm-hmm. it's like light outside in the morning now. Yep. The birds are singing. It's lovely. It, yes. Do you like this time of year? I do, yes. But it's always tough because um, I, I hate the cold, so I wear like, you know, like the long underwear underneath my pants. So it's a t- like it's cold in the morning, so I need them. But then by this time of the day, I'm like, oh, do I take <laughs> them got a wardrobe change? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, but no, I will. I will take this challenge this problem uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, to get spring yes. yeah it's re- i'm ready i love the summer especially in new mexico it's mm-hmm. sunshine all the time mm-hmm. love it yes me too it's easy to be in a good mood mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. um i thought we'd talk about uh perseveration uh indecision uh difficulty making decisions and and um what should i do and that that pattern of thinking about options but never really acting on them sure um and oftentimes it seems like when clients do this there's a lot of thinking about possible solutions and then they talk themselves out of the solution too Mm -hmm. so they um then think about another solution and all the consequences and benefits of that solution and don't actually make the decision but maybe talk themselves out of it again sure so we kind of call that perseveration that should i shouldn't i this is really common in patterns of worry um, kind of a, a real familiar worry pattern. So clients with anxiety seem to struggle with perseveration a lot. Sure. Yeah. Um, the reason I think it's uh, important to maybe to talk about is because this seems like the worst way in the world to build confidence. <laughs> and and this is often how I talk to my clients about this kind of mental habit. It's It's like the worst way to try to build confidence. And often that's kind of the topic that comes up is they, they feel, that they're, well, they're, they're not confident. In, in themselves. Right. Um, and when we look at how they make decisions and choices, that perseverative pattern comes up where it stays kind of a cognitive exercise of talking them into talking themselves into situations and then talking themselves out of those situations. Mm-hmm. Um, so going back and forth in, in a lot of ways. Sure. See this a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything stand out about Absolutely. that to you? Um, uh, certainly, it's not a recipe for confidence, right? If Definitely not. <laughs> because every pro that you come up with there's going to probably be a pro and a con for Mm -hmm. that pro Mm -hmm. and then another pro and then the con right um so it's very similar to when you're what ifing right um it's the same thing it generates arguably endless um scenarios endless uh potential other decisions to consider. So if you're actually looking for like to feel confident in that decision, right, mm-hmm. by doing this perseverative, rheumative, like uh, repetitive thing, um, I call it a quest, right? Uh, then no, you are no further. If anything, you are farther and farther away from feeling confident enough to make that decision. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, in, when you frame it that way, that, that um, if you're trying to make a decision 
and you're coming up with possible solutions and then talking yourself out of those or second guessing those solutions constantly. Yeah. It, it's like the, the worst uh, way to build confidence to right. try to build confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and because you're never really making a choice, um, you never get to really see what the consequences of that choice are in reality. And you don't get to see yourself adjust to those decisions, those consequences. You don't get to see yourself cope with the outcome of your choices and, um, or the benefits of those choices either. And so you don't get to build confidence at all. Right. It, it just stays that kind of cognitive exercise. The worst part about it, um, well, maybe, or, or one of the worst parts about it is that your anxiety increases the entire oh gosh, time right. you're doing this mental exercise, right? Because mm-hmm. um, part of it is kind of dreaming up these catastrophic kind of outcomes or reasons why you shouldn't do what, you, what you'd like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, that just kind of freezes you in place. And then as time goes by and you realize more, um, more often that you're not doing anything, boy, does the anxiety just kind of amplify there. Sure, right. Yeah. And, and what goes along with that is, of course, as, as we know, when we're anxious, it really kind of um, hijacks the brain, right? So mm-hmm. um, as you inadvertently rev up your anxiety, you're making yourself less and less and less able at discerning, like, what am I thinking about the pros and cons, my judgment around all of that, right? Within your decision-making process, you're making yourself less and less able to think straight, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So again, you're moving farther and farther away from determining like, oh, maybe I should do this. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a, it's a fascinating process. I think, um, in, in so many ways and so common in anxiety, um, that, that, that difficulty making decisions, um, where you even kind of condition yourself, I think, to start getting anxious when any choice, mm-hmm. uh, pops up because you're, um, you, your mind kind of recognizes that that context of oh I've got to make a decision, and and that anxiety just gets kind of conditioned there, and mm-hmm. so you start getting anxious because you know oh no I've got to make a choice, and right. um, usually that starts with the well, what are my options, why won't those work? <laughs> Here's mm-hmm. the catastrophic outcomes associated with that choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't do that. Well, maybe I could do this. Well, man, if that happens and this and that happens and there's all these predictions, a good example of this. I, I guess I'll provide an example. Um, I had a client whose uh, really good friend was having surgery in one state and her daughter was having surgery in another state. Mm. And she was wondering which person should I go help? They were having surgery like in the same week. Mm-hmm. Um, and she kept thinking, well, if I, if I go see my friend, then my daughter will be upset with me because she's going to need help with her kids and things like that. So I can't really do that. I, I'd be a bad mother if I did that. And if I, if I go see my daughter, then my friend's going to be all alone. She doesn't have anybody with her. Sure. Um, and so there was this real perseveration around where should I go and who should I be with um, in this situation. Um, and, and she'd talk herself into, well, here's why I should do this. I should, I should go see my daughter and then quickly go, oh my gosh, my poor friend's going to be alone. I can't Mm -hmm. do that. I can't leave my friend alone. Oh my, I should go. It was just this torturous kind of cognitive exercise that she did for weeks, you know, in anticipation of these two medical procedures going, Mm -hmm. uh, coming up. So this, this horrifying, um, torturous kind of thought game that, that she would kind of run through, uh, day in and day out. Mm-hmm. You know, to try to figure out um, what what choice she should make. Sure. All uh, the while, the clock is is ticking, ticking right? Yep. Because I got to make a decision. Yep. The, the 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 surgeries are scheduled, right? Yeah. So yeah. not recognizing that that's what is happening, she's now inadvertently wasting valuable time 
right, that she could otherwise use to maybe talk to the daughter, talk to the friend, and maybe mm-hmm. talk to someone else who, in can, who can stay with one person while she's, you know, with the other person and then share time. I don't know, right? Yeah. But, but uh, then not recognizing that she's doing that, she's mis- appropriating, misallotting time, right? That could mm-hmm. actually be fruitful. Yeah, that could be fruitful. Um, it, it, I'll give you the conclusion. I'll jump okay. forward to the conclusion of this. Um, one of the surgeries got postponed, basically. Mm-hmm. So the day of, she's decided which one to do, and she wasn't actually able to do that one because it got postponed. Sure. And she was able to go be with the other person. Um, and we talked a lot about that, that, that all that worry, all that perseveration amounted to nothing because sure. the reality of what happened uh, basically made it all pretty much useless. And, and it was useless anyway, the, all that worry and mm-hmm. perseveration. But in, in the end, um, reality was so much different than what she even predicted it was that uh, it, it really resounded her with like, oh my God, I did that for two weeks and none of right. it amounted to anything, you mm-hmm. know? And it, it, it was really an interesting kind of exercise for her to, or, or experience for her to go through mm-hmm. to see how much her perseveration and and worry um didn't help at all didn't right. amount to anything yeah yeah because usually as um with the passage of time there's nothing magical about time passing but with passage of time new information arises right then you have more information then you can make more informed choices um yeah. but by um, requiring for yourself to like do this mental exercise to then come up with a definitive, um, complete decision, right? Um, you're, you're, uh, depriving yourself, you're getting in the way of the influx of information, right? So in this case, the influx of information is, oh, it takes care of itself, the situation, right? right. Therefore, I didn't need to make it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's something to be said, absolutely, about kind of waiting it out um, as a way to generate more information. Yeah, it was interesting in our in our session because I really wanted to hone in on the idea that all of that worry was useless. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was I was really worried and this is the case with worry often enough that when the situation arises, there's often kind of this relief that's felt mm-hmm. in the experience that actually serves to kind of reinforce the idea that the, that worrying is the way to go. Sure. That perseveration and worry is a good thing and, and do more of that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but it was interesting to really talk uh, more and more and kind of highlight that idea that the worry, the perseveration, the mental game of saying, should I do this or should I do that? And, if I do this, then then all this ca- catastrophe is going to happen. And if I do this, all that catastrophe is going to happen. Um, really wanting to highlight for her how useless that was. Sure, sure. Yeah. And related to that point of like the relief, right, that comes from like, oh, one just got postponed. So as you were talking, I was kind of thinking about in terms of learning opportunities, right? Um, the therapist in me came out and was like, oh, darn, that that the situation, <laughs> I, I mean, in, in some ways I am glad, right, that, that sure. it worked out that way for her so that she's able to really devote her full attention onto that one person who's having surgery. Good luck to that person person right um but the therapist in me was like ah darn right that she now there isn't that um precious opportunity for Mm -hmm. her to then to be able to learn to make that decision 
with uncertainty, with reservations, but that she is able to learn, I can do that despite the reservations and things work out just fine. And therefore gaining the confidence in being able to tolerate that, go through that in that way, right? So in some ways I was like, ah, oh, darn, didn't have that opportunity to learn and develop that ability. Yeah. And, and, um, another outcome that frequently happens is something akin to that. And then, um, let's say she, uh, both the surgeries happen. She makes her choice. Um, the whole time she's with the person she's chosen to be with, mm. she's saying, oh, maybe I should have made the other choice. Right. Maybe I, oh, they're alone or they're, they're this, they're that. Oh, maybe I made the wrong choice. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes um, even when an experience happens and unfolds, um, the perseveration continues even within the decision they've made sure. to only reinforce that, you know, I really need to make sure I make the, a better decision next time and worry and perseverate even right. more about it sometimes. Right. So yeah, you're right. Sometimes as clinicians, we are kind of rooting for challenges, which, <laughs> which seems so weird. I had a, a client the other day who, um, uh, started a session by, by telling me how con he conflicted he was about making a, a, a choice. And I said, Oh, that's great. And he just kind of laughed. He's like, you, you always have the funniest way of kind of framing that <laughs> for me. Um, but it, but in my mind, I, I think the reason perseveration can be helpful or useful is that really there's a string tied to mm -hmm. tied to it around what's so important to mm -hmm. you, right? Uh, for my client, let's say there's a, a, a friend and then her child. And both of those things are so important. Mm -hmm. So wouldn't you kind of want to make a a decision that would be meaningful there. Of course. Right. right? But, um, but I'm, I'm sorry, but then there also seems to be a third variable in there too, which is her perception of how oh, she want, you know, yeah, like I want to look a certain there, way, yeah. be a certain person, right. To these people too. So now there's, I don't want to be a bad mom right. or a bad friend. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that can be difficult. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I would imagine that afterwards, even after the situation's over and done with, and the people have healed that I would venture, I guess that she's probably reviewing it. Did I make the right call? Sure, mm -hmm. I think I made the right call, but man, what could that have been like had I done something else, st stayed, uh, chosen to stay with my s daughter, right? Yeah. So yeah, there, there, there can be no end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I try to really frame, um, I, I think you probably do the same, but really frame that as a mental habit, mm -hmm. that cognitive habit of perseverating, of going over that should kind of uh, practice right because yeah. it doesn't just happen once and you make a choice it's it's all day long three times a day oh which one should I oh, I'm going to sure. be a bad person if I do that I'm going to be a horrible person if I do this and what should I do and um, but to really try to frame that as a a mental habit uh, that a person goes through when a choice is kind of present. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. And with my clients, I try to get them to um, name that thing. Sometimes they're uh, doing it spontaneously. They're like, oh, I, I do that worry thing. I, mm -hmm, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so sometimes they do it spontaneously. Um, sometimes I actually encourage for them to like, so what do we want to call this? What do we want to label this as? As a shortcut <laughs> mm -hmm. as a quick way to identify it, have it on your radar, identify, pick it out and go, I don't want to go there. Like, well, what can I do instead? Yeah. Right. So then that way you can then curtail 
that whole process that would otherwise unfold and then take up a lot of your time and energy. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I, yes, um, getting them to name and label that habit so that um, they're able to more effectively catch it. Identify it. And identify, right. And so uh, that's not to say that that there's anything magical in a label, but in being able to label, it helps a person to catch it and therefore not fall into the same trap. Yeah, I I think that's right. If if this is a habit... uh, as we're kind of using it, then then the only way to really change a habit is to really be able to catch it and be mm-hmm. able to identify it. If you don't identify it, right, you, you run through the habit and you, you don't even realize it. Um, uh, so so usually a, a tip, you know, I guess one of the one of the reasons people perseverate a lot is they're they're kind of allergic to making a bad choice mm-hmm. or in quotes bad choice, sure. right? They don't want to make the wrong choice in quotes. Um, and, and man, it's really rare that life lines up a choice for you that you're just like, Oh man, this is the right choice. Right. I mean, most decisions are, uh, full of benefits and consequences. Um, but a, a tip for dealing with this is to make a choice and then follow through with it behaviorally. And every time that habit starts kicking back up or you start kind of doing that, Oh, should I really do this? Should I do this? You, you identify it, mm-hmm. you label it, and kind of shift your attention somewhere else. Don't kind of play that habit out for the next 20 or 30 minutes. Right. Um, and remind yourself that you've made a choice and that your effort and um, energy now is, is in making that choice a, a, um, a reality and a good one for you. Mm-hmm. Even, even kind of enjoying that choice. For my client who was trying to decide what surgery, it was like, which decide which one and then make that a great trip. Sure. And, and um, you can build confidence a little bit easier that way. What kind sure. of tips do you give clients? Um, um, I would say to also, I, I understand it's easier said than done. Right? Sure. But um, especially if this has been a, a chronic thing for you. Um, but I would say to um, watch that requirement. And this is related to what we talked about previously too. the requirement that I have to feel confident and sure in this choice first before I can actually take action on it. And so Mm -hmm. therefore I just have to do this mental hypothetical exercise until I feel good um, until I'm able to go ding, 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 ding. That's the right choice. Um, so yes, there's going to be a pull to do that, a strong pull to do that. But the the tip then is to not require for you to be confident, right? If your mind is able to go, oh, that's a, a an option, that's a um, a, a choice maybe act upon that. So mm-hmm. related to what you're saying, right? Yeah. But really catching it. Am I requiring myself to feel confident first? Yeah. And therefore I'm doing this internal thing to get there and then I make a choice. You are not getting there. Yeah. Right? So then therefore just to, oh, maybe I should call my daughter up and see what she thinks and her friend. And maybe they might be able to come up with solutions for me, right? But it's about kind of acting upon that. Yeah, I think so. Uh, wrapping your arms around the choice and, and, and and uh, to your point, I think that was a good point that a lot of um, people maybe start out perseverating or doing that. Sh- what should I do thing? Um, hoping that that they will feel like super resolved about uh, an option. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and want to feel very confident about the option before they actually make the decision. Mm-hmm. And your point's exactly right. That um, a hack is to realize that you do not have to be confident to make a decision. Right. Turns out. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can, you can make a choice and, um, confidence usually comes after you've made the choice. Usually. Yes. Yeah. Yes. When you usually say that to a client, they look at you like you have five heads or something. <laughs> what are you talking about? I've got to be sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is kind of the thing. Mm-hmm. I've got to be sure. I've got to be right. sure that this will work or that this is the best thing. And, um, in, in a life full of uncertainty, boy, that makes making decisions really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey everyone, Dwayne and I really appreciate you listening to our podcast. Please rate us on iTunes and follow us on Instagram. And if you have any questions or comments or topic ideas that you'd like us to consider, please let us know in the comment section or in a comment on Instagram. Thank you. Bye. Bye.